Welcome to the Sports Ed Podcast. Week 11 preview, week 10 review. I'm Ian. I'm Daniel. And I'm Drew. Let's start off like we always do with the plugs. Uh, you can check out the sister blog uh, on the id network, The Cinema Id, at thecinemaid.net, on Facebook at facebook.com slash thecinemaid, and on Twitter at thecinemaid. Uh, we here at the Sports Id, you can find us at thesportsid.net, on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesportsid, uh, on Twitter at thesportsid, and you can email us. You can email us, thesportsid <laughs> at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-S-P-O-R-T-S-I-D at gmail.com. I spelled it because nobody has emailed us so far, and I assume that's the only reason why. They just can't spell it. <laughs> All right, so let's oh. uh, let's start with some football here. Let's move on to our Week 10 pick review. Let's, uh, let's talk about how terribly we did. Ian, let's start with you. <clears throat> I got... And astounding five correct. Woo. Which games did you get right? I got Seattle over Atlanta right, Detroit over Chicago, Philly over Green Bay, woo woo, Arizona uh, over Houston, and New Orleans over Dallas. Not bad, not bad. Uh, Daniel, how about you? I got six right because I know that I got one more than Ian because... I wasn't going to be in last place this week. So. <laughs> All right, and, this was uh, a porous week for you guys, but this is sort of on par with the performance I've been giving lately. Yeah, we kind of dropped down to your level for this week. And I, and I appreciate you guys for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got seven, so I still did the best this week, but seven is by no means awesome. Uh, so that puts the standings. Uh, Jason, fan listener Jason, still on the lead with 90 uh, I'm in second place with 82. Ian is in third with 77, and Daniel's holding up the rear with 64. It's my lucky number. Daniel so. holding up the rear, but 64 is my lucky number, so I'm confident things are going to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that's guess an odd lucky number. I guess that's good to know. <laughs> Did right. any of these games stand out to you guys? Like. Were you surprised by any of the shit that went down this week? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you guys know that I expected Green Bay to win. Um, about halfway through the first quarter, I realized that wasn't happening. Uh, let's see, what else here? I really expected the Bengals to beat the Ravens, and I really did not expect the Vikings to beat the Redskins. The Vikings I mean, versus the Redskins felt like it happened three weeks ago, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and can can you believe that at this point in the season we'd be saying that Jacksonville's one and eight? <laughs> yes, yes, I can confidently say. I thought for sure that I could have expected it. I thought for sure we'd be saying they're zero <laughs> and nine. Yes, I am shocked that they're one and eight. Like you said, they should be zero and nine. Yeah. Tennessee should be ashamed of themselves. They really should. Because they were like a borderline playoff team if things broke right because the 60 in the AFC is kind of uh, filled with Jetsies, Chargeries, Titans teams. <laughs> you know, like the Browns. Teams that are like the Jets, the Titans, and the Chargers, not teams that are the Jets, the Titans, and the Chargers. You know, tomato, tomato. And, uh, <laughs> and the Titans were at a chance to do, you know, at least get – 
I have the Jets, and he was at home to the Jags. Just like, and Chad Henney didn't throw a touchdown. That's my stat of the day. How did they? How did they get all their points? In? I didn't watch this game. Like, I along with everyone else in America didn't watch this game. Yeah. So how did they get all their points? I don't know. I didn't watch this game either. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I watched five of the games this week. Okay, yeah, I'm, I couldn't. I'm not saying the Jaguars are not, you know, getting squeezed into that mix. Okay, well, Jacksonville, Jacksonville only had. Well, I mean, I, they had 29 points, which I guess is respectable, off of two touchdowns, uh, two rushing touchdowns, one from Maurice Jones-Drew and one from Todman. I have no idea what his first name is. Jordan Todman. There we go. Um, and then Just it looks make like one up. That's what I do. Make one up. <laughs> Jaquarius Todman. Um, <laughs> they had an interception return for a touchdown. And then it looks like they had... Um, thirty nine, field goals, nine points off field goals. Well, congratulations to the Jaguars. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Two field goals, three extra points, so nine points off kicks. They they what? narrowly escaped. I they can't narrowly... believe we're talking about this game. Can we? Do we? Have no, to? I'm I'm surprised you just said they got nine points off kicks. Did they include extra points in the yeah, kicking? Yeah, yeah. Two field goals, three extra points. Yeah, I'm no kickers. To, I'm just trying to account for all the points. Um, no, no respect for the kickers. No respect, Daniel. I mean, I guess Did you if, see Justin Tucker's uh, touchdown celebration from the Ravens when he kicked the field goal? Uh-uh. How is it a touchdown celebration if he kicked a field goal? Yeah, you know. And, uh... <laughs> but he did some, like, you know, touchdown dance... I mean, field goal dance. You know what I'm saying. It was kind of cool, I thought, you know. I miss over-the-top celebrations in football. All right, well, since, <laughs> since you guys brought up this Tennessee-Jacksonville game, I want to bring up uh, good old Ryan Fitzpatrick. 264 yeah. yards, 22 of 33. That's a really good percentage. And a rushing touchdown. Yeah, white boys got out legs. <laughs> I just mostly wanted to bring that up to rub it in Daniel's face that I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he had a pretty decent game. Yeah, he did, and he had the chance to at least try to get the Titans to the playoffs. He had a chance. I mean, they're not done, and Locker's probably done for the season, so. Yeah. I don't know. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick, so he won't. I feel like the loss is going to be super debilitating. Like they be like, um, I cannot. We just, we just lose this Jaguar. Is this real life? I mean, they're what's happening? And I they're gonna self implode. I don't see them making the playoffs at all. Their their next game, they're at home against Indianapolis. They're in Oakland. They're in Indianapolis. They're in Denver. They're at home against Arizona. Then they play Jacksonville again in Jacksonville, and then Houston. So they might win those last two games of the season, but that run of double Indianapolis, Oakland, Denver, Arizona, that's gonna ruin their season. Well, Indy's not Indy right now either. So they've got a lot of injuries, and Wayne's gone. Trent Richardson's doing Trent Richardson stuff. So <laughs> they're not exactly the team that we thought they were. I mean, they did lose thirty-eight to eight to St. Louis this week. So that's, that's so retarded that that happened. Like it's, <laughs> it's bad. I mean, Andrew Luck 
Okay, I'm going to read this stat line, and it's going to sound awesome until the very end. 353 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. <laughs> it's bad. Didn't Tavon Austin have, like, two catches, a buck 58, and, like, a 98-yard pickup off the bounce putt return for a touchdown? Yeah. That's why stats can lie. That's why stats can lie, because Tavon Austin's going to finish, like, six touchdowns. But he's had a terrible year, but he had a great game. But still, I just wanted to rant against stats randomly. Well, T.Y. Hilton continues to be a reliable target for luck, though. Seven receptions for 130 yards. No touchdowns on this, but, it, I mean, eight targets, seven receptions. That's He was he actually was not gone to the most. Uh, Fleener had ten targets, but only four receptions. I think I think uh, I think it's because of his last name, Fleener. It's just weird. He can't be in the NFL because he's got a weird last name. Yeah, heaven forbid. There's guys like Avili and Incognito and Gabbert. Gabbert, Debrickashaw Ferguson. Although that's a weird first name, not last name. No, that's a <laughs> you lay off Debrickashaw Ferguson, man. He's awesome. No, no, no awesome I'm name. saying it's a non-normal name. It's an awesome name. It is what I think the best name in football, but it's a non-normal name. You're right, <laughs> but I mean, there's there's people with names that just don't sound like they belong in the NFL. Like Ryan Suckup, he could only be a kicker. That's the only thing that he could do in the NFL. Yeah, he with could that not last... be a 350-pound linebacker. There's just no way. Right. This is a, a 350-pound linebacker named Ryan Suckup. Nobody's going to take him seriously. No. So he's got to be a kicker. <laughs> That's the only reason he's not 350 pounds is because his last name is Suckup. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um. Well, let's try to get back to the actual reviews of the games. Let's talk about first, uh, let's talk about the Detroit at Chicago game. Yeah. Back at the top, top of the NFC North? What do you got to say to that, Dan, uh, uh, Drew? Um, I mean, you're Save the best. It. I don't want right? to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No. I, I <laughs> Ask a good question. No one know the answer. Ask you a question. <laughs> He took too long. He's thinking about it too hard. Well, no. What I, what I was going to say is uh, they are currently the best team in the NFC North. They're the only team in the NFC North that doesn't have QB difficulties right now. Exactly. Yeah. To Daniel's point that he makes every week that quarterbacks are the, by far the most important position in the NFL. Well, this Daniel. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. We're talking about Detroit, Green Bay, uh, Detroit, Chicago. I was getting ready to hail on the Packers. We'll get there. That's next. I know. <laughs> I jumped the gun. I was so ready. Just like, ah. Kill the Packers. I'm sorry. What were you like? <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. And, uh, I, got a new text. I got a new text alert for Daniel now. Nearly, you know, like we talk Detroit, Chicago. I mean, Detroit every week. And usually because, you know, Ian's a Detroit fan. Actually, it's the only reason. But... <laughs> This game is actually the best game this week, I thought, when I watched this uh, the big plays, you know. I didn't understand a lot of the hate on Cutler. When everyone said they, they should have took him out of the game. If you look how he played in the first half, there was no way you could take him out of this game. He, like that opening drive, he hit Marshall, three passes, 61 yards, stats, baby, and, the, and a touchdown. And he's just zipping that ball. He's making great plays. I think on third down, he was like six for six at one point. He said, oh, you take, you take this guy out of the game, you know? He threw a uh, – he got in the red zone, threw a pick. Sue, like, tipped it up to DeAndre Levy. And uh, all of a sudden, the momentum of the game changed. I think 
he got hurt on that play. Straight as a giant. I think I think that's what happened. He straight as. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I'm only saying. if his vagina is at the bottom of his leg, because I heard it was his ankle. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> people are weird. Anatomy is different than everybody. Yeah, they're different in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, the the Lions as well. Though I thought the, both defenses played well. That's another thing about this guy. I think both defenses played well. Even though he gave those stats against Cutler at the end. You know, he didn't score in that drive. There was that pick. Uh, the Bears defense did well against Stafford. And, you know, Calvin, except for a few times, the Bears, like, trying to hide their one-on-one coverage against Calvin and getting burned because you just can't guard that man one-on-one right now. He's definitely in that zone. Uh, so the line See, that was, just keep... That's, that's something that uh, Stafford said at the end of the game is they came in expecting him to play zone, and they were playing man, and, and you just – you just throw the ball to Calvin if they're playing man. It doesn't matter if they have three guys on You know, he's going to catch the ball. Yeah, he threw a fade to uh, Calvin, and, like, uh, Charles Tillman trying to, like, you know, swat his hands, see if he can't get his hands up. And, like, Calvin, like, swims off and, like, pity packs his hands down so hard, like, Tillman falls, and he catches the ball. <laughs> it's, just like, it's like, come on, bro. You know, just, and then he caught him in, like, and then the second touchdown on the left side, like, just from, like, a straight, a streak. Stafford caught him in between the safety and the corner. It was just like, ugh. Okay, uh, well, I got a question for you, Daniel, since uh, you watched this game. Uh, I'm looking at the receiving stats for both sides, and you said the defense played well. Calvin Johnson had 17 targets, only six receptions. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey had 18 targets, only nine receptions. Uh, was this... I mean, was there a lot of drops, or was there a lot of like swatted balls, passes, defense? What, what was going on there? Well, a lot of the throws were tight. You know, uh, the corners did a good job of, you know, losing some battles but winning others. You know, uh, especially if you look at the Bears, they couldn't run the ball, so they were just definitely throwing, you know, the whole way. So a lot of the numbers are kind of padded because they're they're just throwing the ball. I think Color threw it forty times. These guys supposed to be. You know, first game back, he tried to ease him into it. You know, Forte was run well, so it just both like it was just a really good football game. Sometimes the offense made a better play than the defense. The defense made a better play than the offense. Let's look at the uh, two point conversion at the end of the game. You know, they get all the way down there, they score a touchdown. So they obviously had some good offense, and then when it the Lions defense made the play to end the game twice. Yeah. Definitely because they true. fucked up the first time. But they got it right the second time. <laughs> okay, that you're going to go ahead. But, yeah, you know, it was the best game this week. And as a Lion fan, you, you look at this and you say, man, we really have a chance. It's all in our hands if we keep winning and things break right. You know, Niners play the Saints this weekend. You know, there's a chance the Lions can get to buy uh, they, they, they've got a real good opportunity to uh, take advantage of some injuries around them. That's a good team to do. Yeah, I think, like I said, right now the Lions are the best team in the NFC North. Um, and unfortunately, I think it's going to be too long until Rodgers comes back. And we might as well segue into the uh, Green Bay game here. Hold on. Hold on. I, I want to talk about Brandon Marshall. Okay. Oh, he's a real tough fuck. <laughs> Brandon Marshall said some shit after this game. And, okay, 
I'll just read. Here's what Brandon Marshall said. Quote, it's the little brother that big brother wants to go out and play with his friends, and the little brother is annoying, saying, hey, can I go? No, you can't go, Detroit Lions. Sit back. Sit in your little city. Fix your financial problems and all of that, you know. <laughs> you can't come with us right now, but right now they've got the best of us. They beat us twice. They swept us. But what matters is when we see them in the playoffs, it'll be a great show. It's going to be tough, but I guarantee it's not going to go down like it did the first two games. You know, if he had just said that last thing, nobody would be giving him any shit. But because he tried to use this terrible, broken metaphor to <laughs> try and explain away this loss, like, it, yeah, no credibility. He just comes off like a whiner. I mean, that's, it's not even, like, yeah, he does. He's a little bitch. And he, he's a career, he's, he's two and two against the, or he's two and four career against the Lions. So he's, he lost to him, he's lost to him twice as a bear, one, Twice as a bear, but lost twice as a um as a Bronco to the Lions because that that was the only other team he played for before was the Broncos, right? Uh, I played no, I played for the Dolphins as well. Right. Okay. So he must have lost one Dolphin. Anyway, he attacks the city of Detroit with their financial issues and stuff like that has nothing. What does that have to do with this fucking football game? What does that have to do with Detroit being a good football team? And defeating them, like it, it doesn't. He doesn't make any sense well, I, at all. You're that, right. It's a broken a, metaphor. I mean, that's exactly and, why he brought it up because it has nothing to do with it. And he's trying to draw attention away from the fact that they lost. He's he's fucking. I used to I used to think like Brandon Marshall. Like I used to respect him. Think he was like he you know he's a good player. He's a good receiver. But after this shit, dude, like you know the Lions have received so much fucking hate in the last five years, ten years even. And, you know, we're finally getting good. And still, like, now it's coming from players talking about now that Detroit is good, they're talking about how bad we are. Like, it doesn't even – it's it just irritates the shit out of me. Like, fuck this guy. He's just lost all my respect. <laughs> go, like, go Lions and fuck the Bears. <laughs> all right. Um, so I guess I'll go back to what I was saying now that you got to throw in your little Brandon Mark. Are we, are we done with this Lions game? I want to hear what Daniel has to say about this. About Brandon, you know, I I understand he was talking shit, man, and he probably went a little too far. You know, and I, I think in the spirit of it, he wasn't trying to be a dick. He just said a dickhead thing. Why do and, you always and, defend every player? Because I, I understand. I okay. I'll answer that question. Thank you. You sometimes the way things are printed, they are not. They're not taken into context of how things were said. And controversy creates sales. So sometimes the media, you know, spices things up just to, you know, exploit the player in a moment of weakness. Okay, he said it. And the context is they lost and he's whining. Like, that's that's the only context there needs to be. They don't need to print the entire press conference. He's He's whining. What he should do is what every other player does – well, almost every other player, and go out there for the post-game press conference and say, yeah, they beat us this time, but we'll meet them in the playoffs, and it should be a good game. We're going to walk away with it. That's it. That's all he needed to say. Why? He can say whatever he wants to say. Why not? I, he can, I like that he he can but then he's going to be labeled a whiner, and nobody should jump to his defense if he is labeled a whiner for whining. I just thought it was cool he didn't say the regular old bullshit. I appreciate it. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I, I like when people kind of go off script a little bit and say some shit. 
But like, even if he wasn't, if he if he said this shit about like the Jaguars or anything, like I would still think he was a fucking prick. Like, it doesn't matter which team he's talking about. It's like this, he just comes off as an asshole, and I know he intended to be an asshole about this. Like, is is this is not a moment of weakness? This is this is like premeditated that he was going to say this if they lost. That's what I get gather from it. Like this, it's, I mean, it's just too fucked up. Like, why would you attack? Detroit and its financial issues. Yeah, everybody knows it has financial issues. People are losing their fucking pensions over this shit. It's nothing to fucking joke about or talk shit about. Like, this is a real deal. And he's, like, kind of making a joke of it, trying to trying to start this whole big fucking hullabaloo. It just pisses me off. I agree. He went too far, man. You know, but I'm not going to judge him a whole, you know. I'm not going to judge everything about Brandon Marshall because – Hey, he's went too far on a joke, you know, or trying to be an asshole, which is playing around, which is joking. So, all right. but he is. Yeah. Are, are we done now? You guys get it all out of your system? Yeah, we'll talk about this later. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, daddy, please don't fight. All right, let's move on to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at Green Bay Packers game. Uh, the Eagles won this one, twenty-seven uh, thirteen. It was pretty rough. Um, Nick Foles didn't throw for seven touchdowns, so that's cool. Yeah, he only had three this game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Scott How Zolden many is still technically the passing leader because he had more yards, though. Oh, well. How many interceptions did he have? Well, he had two. Uh, Tolson, uh his stat line, 24 of 39, 280 yards, a touchdown, and two picks, um, and a sack for eight yards. He looked much better um, than I think anybody expected him to, having, like, the same amount of... I mean, he should have looked like Wallace looked last week. You know, coming into the game early, having no practice reps, not really knowing, you know, the playbook as well. And he looked way better than Wallace looked last week. Um, Did he really look good? Or did he look good after watching the horror that is Seneca Wallace? Or, 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 hold on, did he look good... For playing the thirty-second ranked pass defense in the league, uh, I was a little of column A, a little of column B. He, um, it wasn't that like the defense was giving up, you know, tons of stuff to him or anything. He, did either of you watch this game? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no. okay. Homeboy's got an arm. All right, Tolzien was rocketing the ball around the field. He's he's got a little bit of a cannon. So uh, he didn't seem to have any accuracy issues this game. So if he can just, um you know, get it right in his mind what is an intelligent play and what isn't. He could he could be a really good quarterback, you know, three, four years from now. Are the Packers being the Giants this week? Uh, I'm going with yeah. <laughs> I mean, that game's a pick to me. That's a pick No, the Packers, got... not, the Packers are not being the Giants. The Packers may get 10 points this week, maybe. Eli Manning okay, is hold, playing. Let's talk about the rest God. of this game before we move on to next week. Sorry, I would. I, I feel like hating. Continue. Okay, so um, Nick Foles, uh, twelve of eighteen for three touchdowns, two hundred and twenty-eight yards. Uh, he, I, I mean, I think he had a better game than Tolzien, but apparently Tolzien is the the passing leader in this game just because of the yardage. Um, Foles looked pretty good out there. He, he uh, the, the, it's the play calling on defense is getting ridiculous. Um, I wish you guys had watched this game. 
Okay, hold on one second. <clears throat> Weeks one through three, Drew is calling for Dom Caper's head. <laughs> Four through nine, Drew is sucking Dom, Cap- Dom Caper's head. Now, here, week 11, Drew is calling for Dom Caper's head again. <laughs> um, I would just like to uh, amend that slightly. I wasn't sucking his dick. I was just no longer trying to punch him in the balls. Like, like the first three weeks, I was just ruthlessly punching him in the balls. And then weeks four through ten, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop punching you in the balls, but don't fuck up. And now it's, hey, you fucked up. Guess what? I'm going to start punching you in the balls again. Uh, I mean, you'd be a terrible parent, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for – yeah, thank God I'm not a parent. Um, yeah, the play calling this game was just – the defensive play calling for the Packers was just bad. I mean <sighs> – there's one thing they could have did better in that game, from what I saw, yeah. and that was play Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers with a ruined, non-throwing shoulder would have been so much better. I just say the Packers. I mean, Dom Capers play calling maybe maybe it won't be good. You know, maybe it won't be. But I mean, they got 27 at home. They gave up 27 at home. Excuse me to the you know the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers wins that game, and you're not too hard on Capers, and you still aren't punching him in the nuts. No, I think I still would have been hard on Capers because regardless of the score, uh, Mm. the second half of that game, the defense was terrible. Like, even if before the ball was snapped, every play, even if the score was 0-0, immediately after the play, I would have been screaming at the TV the exact same way I was uh, during this game. Were the were the Packers confused? Did they think they were winning and they went to the prevent? <laughs> no, they just they weren't getting enough pressure. The coverage was too loose. Uh, like guys were in the general area where they were supposed to be, but they just were not making plays. Um, so the prevent? <laughs> no, because uh, when it's prevent, everybody drops back and can't make plays. They don't even try to get pressure. They were trying to get pressure here, and they just were getting nothing. Outsmarted by the old Jim Kelly. I mean, I guess that that was. I think I do think that was a big part of it. Is that uh, they could not change personnel. Green Bay does change their personnel a lot. Their defensive personnel uh, between plays, they'll you know bring in dime package, nickel package. They'll they'll rotate out the number like the the number of linemen and the number of safeties stays the same. Everything else is completely dependent on the offensive package. Uh, but when you know, the Eagles and Chip Kelly are calling plays that fast and keeping them out there in no huddle and, you know, keep moving the ball, keep keep plugging away. They have no time to adjust. They have no time to shift. They have no time to talk to each other. And, I mean, it showed. The, the Green Bay defense, like I said, they're a team that has to, like, figure things out before they can really do anything about it. It's not that the team is loaded with raw ability. There is a bunch of players with raw ability. Like, uh, I still think Tremont Williams has a lot of ability and uh, Clay Matthews, obviously. But otherwise, it's a lot of just, like, them knowing what they're supposed to do. And if they don't know what they're supposed to do because they're constantly being rushed out there, you know, it's going to make a difference, and it did. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess if you guys don't want to talk about this game, uh, let's see, LaShawn McCoy, uh, rushing leader in this game. Here's the thing about the Packers. Wow. Daniel, like, 20 (laughs) seconds late on this. 
here's the thing about the Packers. Is it that they're a really horrible team to talk about if there's no Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? There's like, they're kind of like, there's no other stars. I guess Clay Matthews, but you know, we're not talking about Clay Matthews. We acknowledge Clay Matthews. I mean, every so, week, every week that you know, Lacey without been in here, them, I talked about Lacey. But no, I'm just talking about just about me, me, and talking about the Packers. Okay. We 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 know you can talk about the Packers all day. You love the Packers. Yes, this is true. Yeah. This is factually correct. As an outsider looking in, to just you know, the fade into the back of the pack, bro. Until Rogers comes. Now if Rogers comes and they're six and five. You know, here come the Packers. But until then, you know. To the Cowboys and the Redskins and all those other teams. All right. Embrace it, bro. Embrace it. Don't be mad. <laughs> embrace it. Uh, I refuse to embrace mediocrity. Um, Dude, are the Packers being the Giants this weekend? Yes, I do. I do think so. Uh, you, that was the most pretentious. That's the most pretentious <laughs> thing I've ever heard you say, Drew. Is I refuse to embrace mediocrity. That's. Uh, <laughs> That's saying something, because I say a lot of pretentious shit. Yeah, you do. So, yeah. That's okay. That's a statement. And, yes, Danielle, I have picked against the Packers. I don't remember when, but I do remember saying – it was one of the earlier weeks. I do remember saying that – like, I remember saying, quote, this hurts my heart, and then picking the other team. So you picked against them once? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If they were playing, like – uh, Indianapolis or the Broncos or something this week, I would pick against them. But picking, you know, playing against Philadelphia, uh, the – wow, why am I totally blanking here? The Giants and Minnesota in the weeks coming up, I, I'm i sorry. I, I got to pick the Packers against those teams, even the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers. I would think they could win one of those games, but that's it. And then lose to Detroit on Thanksgiving, and so they'll be one and three. I mean, Rogers that's a game. They're, they're going to lose, dude. It's, it's you, easy. If you're six and, what, seven, by the time Rodgers comes back, you're not, you're not making the playoffs. I mean, if they're, yeah. if they're six you're and not, seven by the time Rodgers comes back, um, I would have to agree they're probably not making the playoffs, but they'll climb above 500 for sure by the end of the season. No. I mean, the, the NFC is just such a competitive conference this year. It's, yeah, um, the North especially. The Niners and the Panthers are six and three, and they're the five and six seed. Yeah, right now. So, I mean, I, I you just heard me say it. If if there's six and seven by the time Green Bay or by the time uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is Green Bay. He is the Packers team. Uh, if there's six and seven by the time Aaron Rodgers comes back, um, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. I'm proud of you for admitting that, Drew. Well, I'm not insane. I mean, you are a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you did, Ian. All right, so let's give uh, some quick stats on the rest uh, of the players for this game, and then we'll move on. Uh, LaShawn McCoy had a pretty monster game here, 25 carries, 155 yards. Uh, Eddie Lacy on the other side, 24 carries for only 73 yards. Um, he still looked good, but uh, the Philly run defense actually did pretty well against him. Did he have? A, did, did Philly have a lot of people in the box? Uh, not really. Oh, just they just manned up and shut him down. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It was. I mean, it was a rough game. The it should be noted the Green Bay offensive line had huge struggles in this game. Um, Evan Dietrich Smith went out their center, uh, and they ended up having to jumble around their left guard, left tackle, and center positions because of that. Uh, and that whole left side of the line just became 
I mean, when, when Marshall Newhouse had to come in, uh, it was it was bad. So I'm frankly surprised that Eddie Lacy managed any rushing yards after that. Well, the Packers gave up, what, 55-some-odd sacks last year, so their offensive line's always been terrible. So now if you're, like, mixing up terrible, it just makes terrible more terrible. Yeah, their it, their offensive line has needed work for years. I mean, and they keep trying in the draft with, you know, Marshall Newhouse, Brian Balaga, and guys are either not paying out or they're good players, and then they get injured. I'm just saying, like, look at that. This is like, that's when, I know we're going to talk Packers a little bit. Look how great Aaron Rodgers is for a second. Because I was, like, closing my eyes, I was thinking, there's not another impact player on that roster offensively. Not even on the offensive line. Everyone else is built off Rodgers' talent, you know? Well, I mean, when when you get a player like that, like, they already had a, a decent team, but it was obviously... Like up put Jordy Nelson. Put Jordy Nelson in Pittsburgh. He's not doing anything. Well, no, nobody's. I don't think anybody's really going to do much in Pittsburgh. Put Randall Cobb, you know, somewhere else. I mean, he's if not. Put, I don't know. There, I mean, there's teams you could you could put him on. I think if you put Randall Cobb in Philadelphia, that'd be pretty amazing. Even with Nick Foles, I mean. What do you mean? Even with Nick Foles, Nick Foles has been tearing it up, dude. I mean, this is this is a case of like I'll believe it when it. Continues. You know what I mean? like Sixteen had, touchdowns, Tom no Brady. picks. Next Tom Brady, I'm calling it right now. Oh, Next Tom Brady what? comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere is just gonna fucking tear shit up for the rest of his life. <laughs> gonna marry some hot, hot model and just cheat on her all the time, but still stay together <laughs> and win like eight Super Bowls. He's he's gonna be awesome. You know, it. you know, if he wins eight Super Bowls, that's eight less Super Bowls the Lions can win, right? I mean, he's going to win them after the Lions win this year. Then he's <laughs> going to start. Okay. Here's a fun here's a fun fact for you guys about Tom Brady. He has a baby mama. Do you know that? little fun fact. I mean, fun fact. I didn't know that, but, I mean, the bullshit I was just spitting was sort of on track. <laughs> All right. Uh, finish up real quick with this Green Bay game. Receiving uh, Riley Cooper, three for 102. Uh Really, really, uh, and two touchdowns really burned the Packers' defense. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, four for 80, and a touchdown on the Green Bay side of the ball. Jarrett Boykin, uh, 13 targets, eight receptions for 112. Um, Nelson, six receptions for 56. And uh, Bostick, Brandon Bostick, with the only touchdown, only receiving touchdown for the Packers. Uh, 42 yards, three receptions, so... Yay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not going to argue that like those receiving stats don't look like what they look like when Aaron Rodgers is in there. They look similar, but the numbers are too low. Um because I mean, the yardage was spread out over four players and then a lot lesser yardage was spread out. I mean, they have 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 not 10 different receivers in this game. 10 different people caught up at least one ball. That's something Rodgers is, is pretty well known for, spreading it around, not really having a favorite target. But like I said, the number is way too low. Uh, I know you guys want to stop talking about the Packers, so let's move on. I think Jordy Nelson is that player when Rodgers is there. He's their epic. He becomes an epic player when Rodgers is there, well, the at least is, this year. He's a, he's a hell of a possession receiver. I mean, if you put the ball anywhere near him, he's going to pull it in. 
The problem is he's not a big place. He has some big yaks, some yaks. Uh, yeah, but he's not that guy. James Jones and Randall Cobb are that guy. When you need a big play, those are the two guys you look for. If you need like a long play down the field, if you just need like third and six and you need that short guaranteed catch, you. I mean, he's the new Donald Driver. You, you give it to him. And he's he's one of the best receivers along the sidelines in the NFL. Yeah. It's insane how well he can keep his two feet in bounds. It's crazy. Yep. But that, but other than that, fuck fuck the Packers. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate that, Ian. All right, <laughs> so let's let's move on to uh, the Cowboys. Let's move on to the Dallas at New Orleans game. Uh, the same. Are the, are the Cowboys still a professional football team? Is that still is that still a thing? Yeah, yes, but not on defense. Defense. Oh, professional. Okay. It's like, it's like a... All right, so the Saints won this game, forty-nine to seventeen. Um, dropped the Cowboys to five and five. Daniel, you want to talk about this one, or is it does it still hurt too much? No, it doesn't hurt at all. I've my feelings. Uh, I'm not emotionally attached to the Cowboys anymore. I'm grown past that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you're but, like you're like someone who is like abused their whole life growing up and thus becomes like emotionally detached from everything. Wow. Um, dark analogy, but <laughs> uh, I was I was more going towards. Uh, I was like, I'm dating a girl who keeps cheating on me. Oh, that's, that's a, what I was going to go with. That's a better analogy. There's there's yeah. less child abuse in that analogy, so it's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I've been screaming about this damn team's defense for since that Charger game. More of the same. I mean, it's more of the same. You give up 625 yards. What was that? And Drew uh, Brees 40 first downs and. Drew Brees could have been the fifth quarterback to throw for 400 yards against you this season. I mean, what, what does this say? Ian, you you made a noise when he said 40 first downs. Uh, New Orleans what? actually did have 35 first downs in this game. No, New Orleans had 40 first downs in this they, game. They earned 35. Five were from penalties. I don't consider that, like, them getting a first down. You know what I mean? Like, that's more like uh, Dallas I... just giving them five. 40 sounds so much better, dude. Just say 40. 40. You'll 40. feel better after you say it. <laughs> I don't I don't feel any better, but yes. I would feel I would feel that stat if I felt that you believed in it and just were trying to disprove that 40 because that's what I thought you were doing. No, like, no, I'm not trying to disprove the 40. No. You know, 40 first downs. They, well, I mean, I could scream to him blue in the face, but I'll tell you this, as long as Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, they will never, ever win the Super Bowl again. Wow, bold statement. I believe it. He's a, he's a horrible – he said two seasons ago, if I was the GM – I mean, excuse me, if a, I hired a GM who had my track record, I would fire him. So you basically admitted you suck and you would fire yourself if you weren't you. So imagine how we feel about you, <laughs> those people that aren't you. Okay, uh, Ian, I got a question for you. Who do you think – which team do you think their fans hate their GM more? Dallas hating Jerry Jones or Detroit when they had Matt Millen? No, that's not um, Who's more frustrated? 
Oof. That's kind of hard because <laughs> I'm a bit I, I'm a bit removed from the Millen era now. We're starting to do well, so I don't even think about that anymore. Just, That's in the past. But Jerry back. Jones. Reach Jerry back in Jones. Your rage. What's I'm that? Think... Reach back in time to your rage. Jerry Jones is clinging to the fabric of his job right now. Like he's, I don't know, like how it's it, it's mind blowing how much somebody can fuck up and still maintain a job. I mean, it's because the only person that can fire owns, him. Wait, 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 wait. Jerry Jones maintains his job because he's the owner of the damn team. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But he said he would fire. Why does if he said he would fire himself? Why does he just fucking sell the team? <laughs> Well, listen, listen, Jerry Jones is never selling at Cowboys. It's no. going to be a Jones tra- family tradition. Yeah, his his like son or grandson or whatever, whoever it goes to, will literally have to pry it from his cold, dead hands. Then let his son just <laughs> hand it down. Hand the fucker down. Because this senile little fuck is fucking everything up for the Cowboys. I'm like, I'm getting real passionate about this, but I'm not even really, like, I could give a shit less about the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> he, needs, he needs to turn the reins over to his fucking kids. See, this is why I thought it was a good idea to put Jerry Jones on a shirt, because it doesn't matter if you love or hate the Cowboys. Everybody hates Jerry Jones. <laughs> Except Jerry Jones. But yeah, the Matt yeah. Millen era was real tough, so uh, I'm going to go with Matt Millen era. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I would say... Well, I'd say Matt Dallas. Millen era, just because like I felt people in Detroit really wanted to kill him. So... <laughs> I'm going Matt Millen as well. well. They just hate Jerry. They wanted to kill Matt Millen. Well, I mean, at least most years uh, with Jerry Jones, it's a winning team, like or a 500 team. That was not the case with Matt Millen. No, there were many seasons of sub five wins. Yeah, per year. And and he made a habit out of drafting a wide receiver five years around, five <laughs> years in a row in the first round. So that's cool. Where did uh, where did Calvin Johnson come from? Was he, he, he was he was the only good product. I was gonna say, um, was he a Millen pick? I don't I don't know. No, no, no. He was a Millen pick. No, he was. Calvin Johnson was a Matt Millen pick. Get out of here! Really? Yeah. What, was he the last receiver he took? He was. So it, only took him, it only took him five years to get it right, but when he got it right, you, I mean, I guess you got to give him credit. He got it right, like. Best receiver in the game. Can you look that up, Drew? Uh, I mean, I could if you guys talk for a while. Actually, look up that whole first round. It's crazy the amount of good players that were taken in that first round of that draft. But yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm almost positive that 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 Calvin Johnson was because that was his last year there, and I, I bet my paycheck that Calvin Johnson was a Matt Millen pick. Was, was Mellon in charge, or was he? Yeah. Okay. This was right turn before, it this, this is a season he got run out of, like, right before he got run out of town. By torches and pitchforks. Okay, uh, I do have the draft class here. Uh, and number one overall, uh, this was 2007, was Jamarcus Russell. Good uh, pick, good pick. Yeah. <laughs> number two was Calvin Johnson for Detroit. Eh, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some, you know? And then the next three players, I'm not even sure if they're still. Uh, Joe Thomas for Cleveland, Gaines Adams for Tampa Bay, Levi Brown for Arizona. I think Levi, yeah, Levi's still there. And Joe Thomas, yeah, he, Joe Thomas is a stud left tackle. 
Kane Adams, I have no clue. Okay, and then uh, I'm just going to, not in any particular order, I'm just going to pick out other names that uh, that I recognize here. Uh, we got Laurent Landry, Adrian Peterson, Ted Ginn Jr., Patrick Willis, Marshawn Lynch, Darrell Revis. Um, I almost said Justin Harrell just because he's a Packer player, but no. Um, Leon Hall, uh, I mean, Brady Quinn, asterisk, uh, Dwayne Bowe, Brandon Merriweather, John Beeson, Robert Meacham. Joe Staley, Greg Olson. That's just the first round. That's a hell of a draft in yeah, the first pretty round. Pretty studly. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Wow. I mean, just Calvin Johnson and Adrian Peterson in the same draft class. Like that weirds me out thinking about that. Like, because I don't know. I just I just never thought that they were in the same draft class. You know, it's just you never think about that. Uh, well, while I was looking for that, I found uh, ESPN. Uh, "Quote unquote," redrafted the 2000 NFL draft the way they think it should have gone, uh, based on like what players not just have done in the past, but what they have left in the tank. And they put uh, the Raiders taking Calvin Johnson number one, and the Lions taking Adrian Peterson number two. I mean, I like Calvin Johnson. Which which are you happier with uh, them having Calvin Johnson now, or what if they had had Adrian Peterson then? Them having the greatest receiver to put on cleats or them having maybe the best running back? I mean, I'm going to have to go with receiver on this one. I mean, Kelvin Johnson, I love the dude. And he doesn't have 40 kids with 30 wives or anything like that. He's he's he's, he's, a, he's a real real dude. He's a real guy. Who has 40 kids with... Ah, uh, well, you know, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but Adrian Peterson has, like, four baby mamas, I think, and, like, five kids or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's in that area. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, while we're talking about Matt Millen, not only did uh, he lead the 2018 to 0-16, um, but he was responsible for using first-round picks on Joey Harrington, Charles Rogers, and Mike Williams. Did yeah. Matt Millen draft Calvin Johnson? Yeah. Okay. I thought we had an answer to that question yet. Yeah, he was drafted <laughs> in 2007, and Millen was fired in September of 2008. Millen was their GM, so he made all their picks, yeah. Well, there you go, Matt. <laughs> you got one right. <laughs> I mean, Sean Rogers was good for a year or two. Sean Rogers? Yeah, he, he was good because he was a defensive tackle that played for the Rams back in the day, not Charles Rogers, the bust that you're talking about. Yeah. No, Sean Rogers was drafted by the Detroit Lions, and he was a defensive tackle, and he went from the Lions to the Browns and then probably to the Rams. But he was good. He was good for a couple of years. But, I, I mean, when you weigh 400 pounds and you play defensive tackle, it's, I mean, it's hard to be bad, and that's <laughs> the thing. He currently Ouch. plays for the New York Giants, just FYI. Yeah. Oh, he's still Yep. Yeah. Holy he was drafted fuck. second overall by the Lions in 2001. All right, we're Boom. still talking too much about the Lions. I thought we had moved on to the, the Dallas game. And I don't know how we no. got here. Because Jerry Jones and Matt Millen. Oh, yeah, Jerry yeah. Jones and Matt Millen. There we go. All right. Um, anything else to talk about in that Dallas game? Fire Jason Garrett. <laughs> All right. Anything else? <laughs> Free little boosie. 
Uh, there's a note here in the rundown. I think it's been here for a couple weeks. It just says Daniel hates Packers. Uh, I don't know what's up with that. So let's move on to game previews for next week. Uh, I, would never hate the I wonder if you put Daniel hates Packers in the rundown. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's move on to the game previews here. Uh, first up, we got Detroit is playing Pittsburgh this week. Uh, we're not going in order. Well, or I wasn't not. moving on to the picks. I was moving on to game previews, but sure, oh, okay. let's just do picks and we'll slide the previews in wherever they need to be. So first off, uh, the picks we got the Thursday night game this week is the Colts at the Titans. Colts. Oh, the Colts, yeah, they can't lose to the Titans, can they? They just lost to the Rams at home. I love when you speak with the exaggerated question mark, Daniel. (laughs) Scam Newton, question mark? (laughs) All right, we can sweep that one for the Colts. Uh, Next up, we've got the start of the Sunday games. We've got the Falcons at the Buccaneers. I got the Bucs at home in this one. I think uh, I think Atlanta is they're playing like a bunch of pushovers right now, and Tampa Bay is playing like they still got something to prove. So I'm going with Tampa. Two teams going in opposite directions. <laughs> I'm going the Bucks because the Falcons have quit. I picked them last week, and they didn't even care. They didn't <laughs> even care. How dare they? <laughs> they didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> they, they broke care Daniel's that heart me. for the last time. They didn't care that me, Daniel Johnson, picked them. They didn't care. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, we can sweep this one too for the Bucks. Uh same reason you guys said the the Falcons are just terrible lately and the Bucks are at least showing some heart, so uh pick them at home. Uh next up we got the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Bills. I'm going with the Jets. Uh, they're in the driver's seat, believe it or not, for the final seed in the AFC playoffs. And uh, that's nuts. Yeah, and the Bills have nothing to play for, and they're pretty terrible. And now the real game, uh, the games really matter. So they'll go bye bye. It's good for them. It's good for them. They don't want to be seven and nine. Don't do that, Buffalo. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Jets in this one, too. Uh, playing all right, coming off a bye. Uh, playing the Bills, who are struggling, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, trying to lead them to victory. He's the only one on that team doing his job, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, going to take the wait, Jets. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you just said Ryan Fitzpatrick still plays for the Bills. Oh, I thought I heard that. I, I, don't, I had a minor stroke where I was living in, like, 2009 or something. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, when do we start talking about the Titans? That's yeah, what I was thinking. You are completely right. I fucked that one up. Uh, yeah, the Bills are going to lose even worse now uh, because they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, that's how I'm going to recover from that one. Uh, go Jets. Next up, we've got the uh, the Ravens at the Bears. Uh, I got the Bears. This one. Even, though, even though they're a bunch of whiny bitches. I mean, I got to pick them because Baltimore's look like shit all well, year. The, the Ravens will drown in uh, Brandon Marshall's tears. Yeah, he'll cry until they win. That's how Brent Marshall's going to play this game, though. You know, I'm learning a humbling lesson this year that predicting the NFL week to week is hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's hard. Yes, yes, it is. Like, I can make arguments for both of these teams why they could win and both why they should lose. 
So I'm going with the home team, Chicago. That's my expert opinion analysis. Whoever's at home. Okay. Um, I'm also taking the Bears. Um, oh. Well, I mean, the, the Ravens have been kind of struggling lately. The Bears, even with uh, McCown, have looked pretty good. So the Bears at home, yeah, I'll take them over the Ravens who are struggling. So, yeah, Bears yeah. over the Ravens. Uh, next up, we've got the Browns at the Bengals. Uh, well, yeah. who, did, who did Cincinnati play last week? The Ravens. And they they lost. They, yes, yeah, they barely made uh, it to overtime against them. So, I mean, they're still better than Cleveland, but I have lost a lot of faith in Cincinnati at this point. I'm still picking them, but I'm just saying I'm not I'm not a hoorah. Go uh, go red. Go on Browns. Any reason <laughs> just gut? Ah, gut. Andy Dalton's starting to struggle again. You know, he's up, he's down. He's down right now. Uh, he'll stay down one more week. And uh, I think this is a division game. Wait, wait, didn't the Browns win the first time, right? Oh, wait. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, but they had Brian Hoyer starting, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is so the season 0 0 live hook. And the Browns are going to sweep the Bengals. How about that? I'm going with it. Josh Gordon, baby. Two touchdowns. I need it. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. Um, I like Andy Dalton. I like AJ Green. And I like Giovanni Bernard. I think the talent is do just better you, on the Bengals team. Do you like Andy Dalton lately? Not as much as I like Andy Dalton earlier in the season. Okay. This one. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do just think that the talent on the Bengals is much better than the Browns, and the Bengals are at home, so that makes me kind of have to take them. It's, uh, next up, we've got the Lions at the Steelers. Uh, well, I'm obviously going to pick the Lions. Uh, I know this isn't going to be an easy game for them because Pittsburgh has been playing decent these last four weeks now. Uh, they are <clears throat> currently fourth against the pass, so, yeah. they're. I think they're going to give Detroit a rough time. Yeah, Bush is going to have to step up a little bit, you know, rush for over 100 yards again like he did against the Bears. And, and uh, you know, just, I guess, shut Big Ben down. I mean, they haven't been doing a lot offensively. I don't know. How have they won three games? I mean, Pittsburgh is I, quietly 11th in passing offense right now. They're flying so far under the radar. They, yeah, you're right. They're quietly at yeah. 11th. I, I, no, I would I, not have I, believed that if I didn't look it up. I would not have believed that a three-win team is 11th in passing right now. Yeah, just you ignore know, everything that's at this point. I, I don't know anything about the picks, the 2013 Pittsburgh Steelers. I know absolutely nothing about them. I know they played in London. I don't even know if they won that game. But I know they played in London. That's it. That's all I know. And I, I, I'm i going to pick Detroit in this game because I feel Detroit's hungrier than Pittsburgh is. Well, I've had the misfortune of watching Pittsburgh three times now this year. And they're a terrible team. Like most terrible teams, they can't do two things that uh, two things well at once. You know, offense plays well, defense doesn't show up, vice versa. Um, the numbers to me are bloated and hollow. I saw Brady put up 55 on them and almost throw for 450. And he's been terrible this season. And he saw Pittsburgh let him up like he always does generally, by the way. And there's no way on the Pittsburgh I can go Calvin Johnson or even remotely try to. Or it's, it's <laughs> that is going to be a hard. 
Just so you know, I've only understood about half of what you said there. Yeah, you got a little lazy there at the end. Yeah, you're with your quiet own. and rambly there, Daniel. No one can guard Calvin Johnson on Pittsburgh. So, okay. how do I sound? Am I doing better? Yes, yes. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to take the Lions in this one, too. Uh, like I said, best team in the NFC North. Uh, and the Steelers, if they were in the NFC North, would be terrible. Um, guess what? They're not in the NFC North. They're still terrible. So i got to take a line to this one. That's my great analysis there. I'm going to put a team fictionally into another division, say they're bad, and then take them out and say they're still bad. <laughs> I, I have no idea where I was going with that train of thought. I just started, and then I was like, oh, shit, i got to bail. And then <laughs> <laughs> Basically, bottom line, uh, Detroit good, Pittsburgh bad. <laughs> We're going to boil that down to, like, Hulk yeah. language. <laughs> Detroit smash. Uh, next up, we've got Raiders at Texans. Um, I like Terrell Pryor, and I do like the Raiders this year. But I don't know. I think I think Houston can pull this one out at home. I think it's going to be a close game. It might even be a shootout. Case Keenum, Terrell Pryor, shootout in Houston. Uh, Terrell Pryor has an MCL sprain. Oh, who's playing? No idea. Uh, Mac McGloin could get the nod, or the team could sign a new quarterback. Well, in the I'm playing for my job next season ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Case Keenum and whoever the Raiders trot out there. Yeah, Case Keenum's looked better than uh, expected. Uh, and then I'm pretty sure it looked better than anything. The Raiders will roll out of there short of Terrell Pryor. So, better quarterback. <sighs> Gotta take the Texans. Uh, I'm also going to take the, te- the Texans here. I actually was not aware until I actually said it out loud uh, that Terrell Pryor had an MCL sprain. Uh, I didn't get to see this game. I just saw it in the info for the pick. Um, so that really changes my mind because I was going to take him. Um, but I have no idea who this Matt McGloin kid is. So I'm going to have to go with Case Keenum and the Texans. I think they'll be able to squeak one out against you know, a, a last-minute panic uh, quarterback for the Raiders. Uh, next up, we've got the Washington professional sports team at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles riding high. They'll get their first home win of the season this week, um, and they'll beat they'll beat the Redskins. I think it's been almost a year since the Eagles have won at home. <laughs> eight years? No, eight years. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he said eight years. That's complete. Really? Is that real? That's a long losing streak. Uh, the streak's going to go a little longer. Robert Griffin and uh, the Redskins start to make their move. Got the skins. Uh, well, they kind of have to because, uh, I mean, with their loss to the Vikings last week, they dropped to last place in the, the NFC East. I mean, <laughs> playing the Eagles at home – I know the Eagles don't win at home, but, I mean, law of averages, blind squirrel finds nut eventually. Eagles think, you know, like uh, Ian said, maybe they're riding high, and uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. Next up, we've got the Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um. <laughs> Do it. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals, if they win this week, 
and the Niners lose to New Orleans, in New Orleans, which is possible, they will be tied for a playoff spot to 10 games. Put your hand up if you thought that was coming. <laughs> I was a bit surprised when they beat Detroit in week two. But yeah, no, we all were. We, we, they're pretty good. Yeah, where's all that? Where's all the uh, quarterback hate now? No, Carson Palmer is still bad. Okay, <laughs> that's that, that is not changed. Okay, okay. How many overthrown balls there were that game? It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> all right, uh, we're gonna sweep that one for the Cardinals because I'm gonna take them too. Uh, next up, we've got the San Diego Chargers at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, uh Chargers, I guess. Chargers. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers in this one, too. The Dolphins are kind of sliding, struggling. Um, <laughs> both teams are 4-5. and five. They're both not doing great. They're both teams that for a while there we thought they were going to be good, and now they're struggling. Um, it's a hard pick for me to make taking the Chargers because Phillip Rivers has thrown 18 touchdowns and 7 interceptions, and that's a little higher ratio than you'd like. But that Dolphins secondary, I think they'll pick them apart. So uh, next up. We've got the Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. Uh, I think it was either last week or the week before Daniel said he flipped a coin to decide a game. I flipped my TV remote uh, because <laughs> coins are on the other side of the room. And uh, it landed button side down. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Packers. Sports analysis. <laughs> I'm obviously taking the Packers, and I also want to point out here that this is the first time that Ian has picked the Packers this season. I mean, it happens, I guess. <laughs> technically, <laughs> Ian, technically, Ian didn't pick the Packers. The remote picked the Packers. The remote picked the Packers. <laughs> oh, come on. That should be a shirt for the sports hit. A face-down a remote better. that just says the remote picked the Packers under it. <laughs> you could wear it to insult them or to celebrate them. Either way. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got the uh, the Minnesota Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I got the Seahawks. Seahawks. <clears throat> <laughs> that was hilarious, Ian. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what will be a higher number, Adrian Peterson's yards or the Seattle Seahawks points? Uh, <laughs> Peterson's yards, but I don't think he'll get any touchdowns, so it won't matter. I would say the Seahawks. Twelve more points than Adrian Peterson has yards. Wow. Is that like an official bet? Are you betting against me, or what's going on? I, no, what is up with you, Drew? Move to Vegas. <laughs> you need to move to Vegas. You have a problem. No, I never vote for anything, or I never vote. I never bet on anything real. It's always just like wearing a stupid T-shirt or like, you know, whatever, man. I'm going to take the Seahawks <laughs> in this game. Uh, and I think the only stat that needs to be mentioned is Seattle is nine and one, and the Vikings are two and seven. Stranger uh, things happen, man. Jacksonville just beat Tennessee. It's true. Tennessee but was at. It's Hufford. true. Seattle's at home. It would give me some positive they're playing in Minnesota, but Seattle's at home. They're nine and one. They're going to win against a Vikings team that they should handily beat. So, uh, next up, the San Francisco 49ers at the New Orleans Saints. The rolling New Orleans Saints. This is my upset of the week. 
And you can't call them rolling because they just lost two weeks ago, Drew. Come on. Yeah, but they're. I mean, they're. It's getting late. It's getting into the time of the season where you got to start winning games. And last week they just destroyed, destroyed Dallas. They, so. they destroyed a decimated Dallas defense. Yeah, That's whatever. what that was. Uh, this is my upset of the week. I'm gonna go with the 49ers on this one in New Orleans. What? <laughs> wow. I got New Orleans in this game. I saw that Panthers-Niners game from start to finish. And, uh, God, Kaepernick looked bad. And I mean, Carolina's defense is a lot better than New Orleans' defense. Yeah, but Carol, New Orleans' offense is a lot better than the Carolina offense. And they're at home. That's my concern. I think Cap's going to put up 30 to be able to run with these boys. And I don't think he's playing at a level where he can do that. Uh, I'm also going to take the Saints. Um, you know, they're 7-2. So when I said rolling, at, they, they rolled. They stumbled a little bit. They rolled, they stumbled, and then they rolled again. Does that work? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> long-winded, but yeah, I guess I'll accept it. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we've got what I think I think what a lot of people think is going to be the game of the week here. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. It's without a doubt the game of the week. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to I think Kansas City's defense is going to be able to put a put a hamper on Peyton's party on offense. They should trademark that. Yeah, Peyton's party. Yeah. Peyton's offense party. So I got the Chiefs. And I don't consider it an upset because the Chiefs are 9-0 and and Denver is 8-1. I got the think the Chiefs are just as good as Denver in the sense of, like, they're both winning teams. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> Well, I didn't mean, like, stylistically, like, oh, they play, you know, Chiefs are, like, defensively and the Broncos are, like, offensively. We get it. <laughs> Let me clarify <laughs> it some more. <laughs> but I think this game being at home, the first time that defense as a whole will get to see Peyton Manning, uh, I don't think they'll be ready for that. I see it close. I don't see Peyton putting up four or five touchdowns. I can see 21-17 Broncos win. Yeah, I could definitely see this being the lowest scoring game in Denver this year. Peyton's falling apart. He's injured. He's got a hurt ankle. I I mean... Well, yeah, but you don't hear Jay Cutler... Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) I don't understand what injured ankle is going to... How's that going to hinder Peyton if he's not going to be able to... To take off and run anymore? Three step drop, five step drop. Which ankle is it? Is it? I mean, I I'm not sure which. I I think it was his left ankle. I think it's his left ankle. Okay, so that's so, not a so, It's gonna hurt when he plants. Yeah, know. he's still got to move around. He's he's a football player. He's still got to stand up and walk <laughs> around on his leg. You know, it's still gonna hurt. Okay, if it's just a pain threshold, I'm comfortable with Peyton having that. I don't think it'll bother him one bit. Now, if something structurally where he can't stand up and he loses strength in it, then I'm, then I'm worried. 
Well, he's paid threshold. He missed a whole year because of the neck cramp. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not, not paid. <laughs> I love you, man. I've never seen somebody backtrack so quickly. No, no I'm just kidding. Make, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just make it the fun. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one, too. Um, that defense, man. I know You're going Chiefs as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I know they – I know they're – they're playing in Denver against Peyton Manning, but that defense just—I mean—and the Chiefs have never been ten and zero ever. So uh, I don't know. Andy Reid should get a plaque or something if they win this game. I guess. Yes. <laughs> There's not a lot of teams. There's not a lot of teams that have been ten and zero. This is this is That's correct. The Lions haven't been ten and zero. Have the have have the Cowboys been ten and zero before? Yeah. When? I figured that their pass was good enough to where I say yeah and feel confident. Somewhere along the line, they had put it out. <laughs> you thought you could sell it with your confidence? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Hey, thanks, man. You're, you're all right. All Just, right. You fill it off for a while. All right, so that's you, too. Uh... <laughs> Monday night game, we've got the New England Patriots at the Carolina Panthers. As as good as the Panthers looked, and I know they're at home, I still think Tom Brady, it's hard to pick against Tom Brady any any week, any game, no matter who they're playing. So I got to go with I got to go with the Patriots. I'm really with scam. What? Daniel, are you fucking high right now? <laughs> Daniel, are you there right now? Yes, because I think the Panthers' defense can bother the Patriots. Uh, certainly been bothering everyone else in the league, giving up 12 points a game. I think Cam has learned to play winning football. And they're hot. So I'm taking the Panthers. Uh, well, I don't think the Panthers are as physically attractive as Daniel does. Um, I wouldn't say they're hot, uh, but... No. The Panther is a pretty sexy jungle cat. <laughs> um, I like the Panthers in this game, too. I'm actually going to... This I guess this is my upset of the week since the Patriots are the favorites here. Uh, and I'm going to take the Panthers over the Patriots. I think their defense is pretty good. That's a flimsy upset pick, by the way. I mean, it's, Both of you. It's, Both of you today. What was Ian's? What? I don't even remember. The Niners against New Orleans. Oh, what? don't go on the limb one. there, but... Uh, okay. That's Hold on for one hot second here, Daniel. <laughs> You're the one who's all high and muddy on the Saints and attacked me when I picked the 49ers. And now I'm you're not, saying, oh, that's weak. That's stupid saying, shitty. That's shit. Don't call them the upset of the week. Like, this is, you know, come on. Are you kidding Buffalo. me? You just said how terrible the 49ers looked, and they're going into New Orleans. Yeah, but, but the Niners are a team capable of beating anyone, though. Daniel, you're wrong. They're not going to win this game, but you can't dismiss the fact that they can. (laughs) You don't think they're going to win, and I do. That means it's an upset, Daniel. That's how that works. All right, we're getting into it here over the semantics of favorites and upset. Okay, this is. Do I not? Do I not understand how upsets work or are defined? Okay, if you want it defined, then for the purposes of this podcast, 
A favorite is somebody who, since we use the ESPN Pick'em, a favorite is somebody who has, let's say, more than 20% picks than the other team. Wow. Okay. I've, I learned something today. So, well, I'm just defining it so you guys will stop, like, crying back and forth at each other about what is an upset and what isn't. Okay, so 18% picked the 49ers. I happen to think that was good, Banzo. 81% picked the Saints. I would say picking the 49ers, that's an upset pick. Thank you, Drew. Uh, I guess, though, by my own definition, picking the Panthers over the Patriots is not an upset pick uh, because 30, <laughs> 30, I'll, I'll be fair here, 37% picked the Panthers, 62 picked the Patriots. Uh, but I'm still taking the Panthers in this one. Daniel, I respect your opinion, but I have to disagree with you. And I respect the fact that you guys show me something different, and I learned a new way to define upsets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been the Week 11 podcast for the Sports Id. Don't forget to check us out at thesportsid.net and on facebook.com slash thesportsid. One second. One second. Can we have a moment of silence for Ray Rice's career? <laughs> you and your moments of silence, man. Couldn't have brought that up when we were talking about the Ravens? Yeah. <laughs> you just said it like... I believe it's best when it's random. It just comes, you just feel it. You You've know been I mean? 20 minutes behind this entire podcast. I've been 20 minutes behind my entire life. <laughs> podcast. Oh, man. All right, so this is The Sports Id. Check us out at thesportsid.net on facebook.com slash thesportsid. Please, for the love of God and all things holy, email us thesportsid at gmail.com. We will to... respond. We will. We swear to God we will respond to you. <laughs> you, will, you will get one email from each of us, and then we'll read your email on the show. That's how much we will respond. <laughs> I'll buy you a t-shirt. Oh, wow. Top, ten, top ten quarterbacks. What? Wait. Everybody that emails is going to get a t-shirt, or just the first person? Uh, first well, three, let's find out. First. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> email. <laughs> and if you're the first let's, person... Let's see if I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if, you e- if you're the first person to email us, Ian's going to buy you a shirt. If you're the second, third, fourth, Ian might buy you a shirt. So there's no reason not to email us. You might get a free shirt out of it. Maybe. All right. Yeah. And don't forget to check out the sister blog, The Cinema Id, at thecinemaid.net and on Facebook at facebook.com slash thecinemaid. I'm Drew. I'm Ian. And I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening.